Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. Get ready for a very different, vulnerable, and uncensored conversation with Dr. Anthony Mattis and his amazing guests. They'll be sharing the powerful tools of access consciousness that have helped thousands of people all over the world to create change in every area of their lives. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Anthony Mattis. Welcome to Consciousness Unfiltered. And I am joined by my wonderful friend and guest, Megan Hill, certified facilitator of access consciousness and kind of like an overseer of the access consciousness uh, business. Uh, Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness and Dr. Dane here, co-creator of access. And so welcome to the show. The name of the show today is um, Beyond Medicine and Into Possibilities. I love your story, Megan, and I would love for you to share it with the world. Kind of like, like, what was your day job before access and like, what, you know, what was like your degrees and like, sort of like, what was going on in your life before you kind of stumbled upon access consciousness? I love you. I love your title, by the way. Thanks for having me. I was just asking, what are we talking about? Just showing up. <laughs> um, so before I found access, I was, um, I think I was like, four or five years out of school. I went to the University of Kansas, go Jayhawks. Um, And I graduated with a degree in communicology, communications, (laughs) (laughs) communications with a, uh, with a minor in sociology, because I loved like the study of people and things, whatever. Um, So I actually got a I started working in, um, strangely enough, in um, the acting world. So I got a job with, uh, I got an internship in my last year of college at a talent agency where I um, was doing all sorts of like auditions and filing. And, you know, as an intern, you basically do whatever they ask you to do. Yeah. Um, And in that, I just started like really seeing, because I had no idea, you know, you go to college, I much partied hard and went to class occasionally and mm-hmm. <laughs> um I loved certain classes but I was just really having a having a good time yeah and uh so I got a I got a job and was just had no idea really what I wanted to do with mm-hmm. my life and um in this like you know there's all these auditions and casting companies and I started seeing this area of the business side of things that I didn't really realize. So like, I thought it would be really cool to work in production. And I loved, I loved creation, you know, I loved yeah. like creating things and production. But what I saw was um, after being on different TV sets, commercial sets, like that's really hard work, long mm-hmm. hours, you know, all sorts of stuff. But I, what I started to notice was like the fun was actually in the creation of the commercial and the creative directors that were mm-hmm. coming through, hiring the talent and stuff like that. So through asking questions, realized that's more like on the agency side of advertising. So I mm. um, got a job at, at an advertising agency after that. Okay. And so that was kind of, so then I got in at that place. I started to learn the, like, I really got to learn about marketing and also creative direction with all sorts of, you know, brochures, direct mail, TV spots, radio spots, like, but really from the, you know, writing the copy um, anyway, so all this like creative stuff of advertising and marketing. And so from then on, I, I spent, I think about 10 years in advertising. 
I found access during this career journey because in advertising, um, it's extremely uh, intense, high paced, um, lots of work and lots of like, it's all these creative type people. So I loved that part of it, but I also, where I started slipping a bit was as I was getting, you know, I was still like having the 20 something party lifestyle plus trying to like be a professional plus, oh my God, what is my life supposed to be like? Plus all these things that I had no idea that were, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why I was uh, like waking up unhappy basically. Yeah. Okay. I had lots of anxiety, super stressed, sad for no reason. Um, like just like this, like waking up with a big dark cloud around me. Yeah. So was <laughs> so this like the, like the first time in your life that you've noticed, like you noticed the dark cloud or anxiety or just waking up unhappy? Had you had that before in life, or is this like sort of the first time having this show up? I was always extremely sensitive okay. to every like, and not sensitive like, you know, like um, your feelings. Yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. Like I went, you know, I was a teenager and went through a whole, you know, I loved Alanis Morissette and Tori Amos and some really good, I was really, (laughs) I I was really into some feelings. Um, but I, I was really different, you know, I was really hyper aware, um, never fit in, you know, I would always like in college and in high school and everything. I always, I so badly wanted to fit in and was hanging out with popular people, quote, popular people, but I was always so different Mm. and I didn't know why. And I didn't know I couldn't be like other people. Like I really wanted to kind of be like other people. If that like, sure. I I wanted the things that everybody else was happy with. I wished I was happy with them and I wasn't. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So then, okay. So if you were like that, but (laughs) all right. So 10 years you're in the workforce and you're making decent money for that time of your life or um I didn't care I was just like for me it's never been about I've always created money like I started working when I was 14 so I've okay. always been able to create money I've had lots of random jobs um mm-hmm. but for me I love creation like I love business and you know seeing how things work nice. and learning about different things so as long as I have that that was Mm -hmm. awesome because the job where you're just getting a paycheck and like you know watching the hours go by that would make me want to shoot myself so so it's like you got to create and the money was sort of like a byproduct of your creations yeah okay and then and then so but okay so then so when you started realizing this anxiety and like what what's like what started to change for you for like in like when that started getting more intense in your in your world the anxiety or the the anxiety um, the depression the dark cloud deal um it's hard to like remember now (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i i can't i don't remember the moment that i chose to go on antidepressants i think it was only like you know, and this, I've talked to a lot of people now, like that's your only choice. If you don't know that other things are possible, you know? Yeah, totally. It's pretty much like, Hey, if you are having a hard time with anything and you're like, I don't even, you know, now it's so beyond, (laughs) it's so beyond my world. But at the time, I think I just, um, was 
really struggling with, you know, all sorts of, and it was, it was, it's so, it's so bizarre to me, but basically I, you know, I went to a doctor cause I was like, I just have, you know, have this anxiety going on. Um, I went looking for like, can somebody diagnose whatever is wrong with me? Can right. somebody, you know, what's wrong with me? And, um, he said, you know, you just, your brain works different than most people. So, um, you know, it's not balancing. So basically if it's your brain isn't balancing, then let's try a few different medications so that you can actually like, you know, simmer down or be, I don't even know what I don't, at this point, I'm not even sure what the target was besides to not have me be so up and down. It wasn't necessarily like bipolar, but it was high anxiety, um, depression, but then also like, I don't know, I think just different, you know, so different. So he put me but life was like working out for you. So, right. Like, so from your point of view, like there was no rhyme or reason for you to be anxious or depressed, right? Like, right. okay. So that's interesting. That's different. Cause sometimes people will have outside things going on where it's sort of like they're reacting to those things. And, and so anxiety will show up or they'll be depressed, but like you're on paper, your life actually looked pretty good. Right. But yet you had all yeah. this stuff going on in inwardly. Yeah. And at this time, um, it was like 2008, I think the, um, economy was, had crashed. So like at my job, the, um, they were doing all like marketing is the first budget to get cut when, okay. when things go bad <laughs> with the economy. So my, you know, the, a lot of people were experiencing layoffs, like the job was getting stressful and right. like stressful, like people were like, Oh my God, yeah. am I going to lose my job? Um, I'm trying to like, remember back, I'm sure I had boyfriend issues, who knows, you know, all the like things that were going on that lifestyle. Sure. Okay. So how did you find out about access? I mean, being in your field, I mean, for me, I was, I was a chiropractor, right? So I was always getting emails of all these different healing techniques. So how did you even get exposed to access consciousness as someone who is in the advertising world? I have a lot of weird ants, not Um, ants and bugs but ants so (laughs) (laughs) um from the time I was a kid um my cat my family was catholic but they started exploring other things beyond catholicism and some of the weirdest shit like you know there was I don't even just weird stuff you know but weird was normal to me with with different things that were showing up at in my family so like meditation mantras and um psychic readings and um spiritual intuitives and homeopathic like all that sort of stuff was starting to get explored by my mom and my aunts and she's got four so that's where it was like I would try to do meditation but I couldn't you know quiet my mind down that that well um I would try all sorts I was like open to trying anything. anything okay and that's where um, I actually went to, I went to, I think it was like we had a Thanksgiving dinner or something and they were talking about it and um, they had tried this, you know, this new thing called the bars. And that was when I had first heard of them talking about it, which was really cool. And, well, and at this point you're on, you are on medication, right? Like what medicines were you on? Do you remember specifically? Was it for anxiety or like bipolar or what? Or what? Yeah, I was on um, 
I was on Prozac after okay. trying different, I tried Lexapro. There's all these types of medications out there. Those are antidepressants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and Prozac was enough, gave me enough of a, um, numbing sensation, but it didn't like, I remember when I was, if you've ever done antidepressants, they are quite full on. So they, you've got to find one that works for you. So I tried right. Lexapro and that one, I was a zombie. I didn't have any feelings at all, which yeah. included happiness. <laughs> so that, okay. I was just like, people would like tell a joke as you know, yeah. I'm, I'm quite vibrant. Yes, and so yes. I, I remember like sitting somewhere and people were like telling a joke and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that one, that one didn't work. Um, but Prozac was the one that actually worked for me. It, it had like, it, it kind of controlled the whatever ups and downs a bit. Um, and then they also gave me, um, did you ever have suicidal tendencies or I was never really, no, I was never really suicidal. Okay. Um, yeah, I never was like, let's just off myself. I think I was more like slow suicidal. You know what I mean? Like choosing really destructive things. I was drinking a lot, smoking a lot of weed. I love smoking weed. That was like, talk about calming this, you know, crazy overactive aware now i know it's awareness yeah yeah well we yeah we talk about that yeah before yeah so we'll get into that in a sec so um okay so you learned about access consciousness the bars and for those of you who don't know what that is it's just basically 32 points on your head that carry all the electromagnetic components of your thoughts feelings emotions beliefs and considerations and a bunch of different areas sadness joy healing your points of view about your body sexuality, money, creativity, healing, uh, the list goes on and on and on. And so it's sort of like defragging the brain. (laughs) Um, And in some instances can actually maybe even create new neural pathways. So you start functioning differently than the way that you have been for however long. So um, great. So you went to your first bars class. So what, like what happened? Like maybe not the first one or the second one, but like what happened for you to basically leave the real world and actually start working for access consciousness and become a facilitator. Like what, how did it change your life? It changed everything. Um, Strangely enough though, like when I first got my bars run, I loved, I was, you know, like a energy healing body worker junkie, basically like, can, you know, can people just work on me and and then I'll continue to live my life in the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, so when my first bars class came up as a possibility, I was like, I don't, why would I go there? Like, I'm not a healer person. Like I'm not into that kind of stuff. I don't need to become right. a practitioner, you know? Um, but I went anyway. And I like, it was, it was phenomenal. I just, I can't explain the energy that occurred in the class and continues to expand in every access class that I take where it's just like, you feel like you could fly. There's no, you know, what you thought was just like this really limited world with maybe one, you know, one doorway with a long hall is like open, it's opens up and there's no hallway anymore. (laughs) You know, it's not this one linear path. So, um, so so yeah. Possibilities opened up for you basically. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I remember, I remember running, um, running the bars and having the, you know, the bars facilitator go through the manual and, and I couldn't even, 
and I'm, you know, I'm, and I, at the time, like I'm intelligent, I am, you know, I am whatever successful. I couldn't even read the words on the page. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it does that. It does that. I I was just like, what is happening? Um, Things like, Hey, ask your body what it would like to eat at lunch today. Yeah. That blew my world. Right. Right. Ask your body it would like to wear tomorrow or ask your body, you know, if your body's uncomfortable, ask your body this blah, 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 asking questions, asking, empowering me to know that I knew that Mm. was like phenomenal. Yeah. So what did you like started? What did you start to learn about your anxiety and depression? Uh, That I was extremely aware. Okay, cool. So like, so like in access, we talk about basically in the bars class, which is the first place we all start. We all, most of, most people start. There's also being you and changing the world that's created by Dr. Dane here as well. So you can, you don't have to have any prereqs to take those classes as well, but you don't really learn the bars in that class. Um, but uh, so great book, by the way, for all of you to get that. But, uh, but the bars is like, yeah, we well, are gifting and receiving, learning how to do this process. Um, so besides like, wow, my space of possibilities opened up. Like what started to actually shift with regards to like your anxiety and depression? Um, I had more space to, you know, when you, when you are depressed, you are like caved in, you know, that's, you are really depressed and compressed. And so with the bars, it allowed me to actually like, you know, decompress basically and open up to, even being able to ask a question like, Mm. Hey, could this, you know, is this actually my awareness? Like, is this actually my anxiety? Is this my fear? Is this my sadness? Um, I was living. That's right. right. You just reminded me, I forgot where I was going. Right. So one of the questions we learn is who does this belong to? Right. Yeah. Like 99.99% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to us. When I first heard that, I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, come on. It's my feelings. It's my thoughts. Of course it's mine, right? But I just kind of went along with it. Even now. No, not. No, but I mean, sometimes now I'm like, no, it definitely is mine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 10 years later or however, how long have you been doing access now? Like 15 years. I don't know. Some, a long time. Well, because it's our body's physiologically responding to whatever it is that we're thinking. The thing is we are tapped into hundreds and thousands of people's thoughts. No different than the rate your radio in your car is picking up on the frequencies, but that was a new concept um, that I'd never really heard before. And how's it going uh, for you now? I mean, you and I have a very, like, we're, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're total head trippers. Yeah. Total <laughs> head trippers and super aware of everybody else. And then we start to head trip everybody else's head tripping. So, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's easy because when that's something that has been made valuable in this reality, especially if you happen to have, you know, I come from an Italian family, you know, I have Italian and Puerto Rican blood in me, you know, and I'm like, you know, so I, I react to the world around me passionately with passion (laughs) and zeal or zest or whatever I don't know anyway and so um and then and then you know as you know it's like you know my my first wife committed suicide she was diagnosed with bipolar so I watched somebody go from sane to psychotic to uh catatonic practically really for no logical reason and so from my point of view I'm like 
there's got to be a reason you can't i understand about the chemical imbalances i don't disagree with that but like what's nobody's asking what's causing these chemicals to become imbalanced and so right. what i've come to learn is she was just really hyper aware the things she would talk about when she was in her most insane states was basically awareness of things that you can't talk to your doctors about because they're going to lock you away so when yeah. you don't have that playground to to sort of develop your awareness or do you talk to somebody about it without them actually judging you or putting you into some box, it'll make anybody go insane. Yeah. And fast forward, I learned about this thing. I'm not even gonna, yeah. I was like, I, I couldn't understand why she killed herself because she wasn't yeah. doing drugs, she wasn't drinking alcohol, but she was telling me all these things she was aware of, but it was freaking her out. Yeah. And church couldn't save her. You know, we, we, we had a guru that he didn't save her. We did metaphysics before that, and that didn't save her. And the medicines, we had a bag full of prescription drugs this big. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then, the, and then <laughs> this is the part that, see, I'm reacting, right? Because I, yes, I get Well, going, no, but it's, oh, so, it's so vital because there are a lot of people, like these are things that nobody talks about because you don't really want to expose how crazy it can it's get. Insane. Yeah. And, and, and then here's the funny part. We're in the hospital and she's being interviewed by the social worker, right? She's in the hospital like a week and her heart rate, it's still, it's still like 120 beats a minute while sitting in a chair. And then yeah. the lady's like, um, you need to set life goals. <laughs> and I went, we're certified Christian life coaches. We're like, we're certified facilitators in concept therapy. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what we do for a living, setting life goals. She's psychotic in these 10 seconds. <laughs> like her, she can't sleep. She hasn't slept in seven months. What are you fucking talking about? Anyway, so whatever. But the reason why I want to do these podcasts is because it's like just a really, not, it's not even to make that, that world wrong, but it's like, man, if that's the only thing we think that we have available to us, then that kind of pisses me off. I'm sorry, because there's people that are committing suicide. They're on so many different medicines that are not helping, maybe masking things for a little while. And yet, what about all these other possibilities that exist outside of the mainstream? So well, I at least want to bring that to I people's have, attention. I have to say, I explored pretty much everything that I could at the time. And I know there's more stuff now. But I tried, you know, like I tried natural, um, there's a mood, mood pill that you can get at like Whole Foods called 5-HTP. Yeah. I tried, you know, yeah. like I tried fucking everything. I tried meditation workshops. I tried everything alternative. It wasn't until access consciousness that exposed the fucking killer is that you're aware. I was yeah. trying to medicate and quiet down my awareness. I was trying to medicate sadness that wasn't mine, right. anxiety that wasn't mine. And so that's why every time, you know, I would take, you know, they'd give me the pills. And then after three months, I'd have the anxiety would come back. So I would have to get up the dosage, but that's mm -hmm. because they're fixing a problem without actually looking at like what's actually going on. And for yeah. me down access consciousness is basically the only thing out there that's ever exposed that, Hey, this, this whole 98, basically 99.999% of everything that you think and you feel is not yours. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, that took me a while. I would say that probably took me three years, almost five years to like really be like, whoa, because I had to get really, really present with certain tools that are a little bit more advanced than like when you're first starting out. Um, you know, for me, I got such great results with just the bars and receiving the body processes and then the, the symphony possibility classes, like the energetic, these energetic classes. And again, it just, it, all those things were just opening up and creating more space and more possibilities. But I didn't really start getting present with who does this belong to till about five years of doing access. And it changed my world. And I realized that so much of the melancholia that I had struggled with basically all my life, I always had felt like I had this like gray cloud following, yeah. right? I wasn't like super depressed, too chicken <laughs> shit to kill myself, you know? And, um, right. but I was never like really super happy unless I was getting laid or in love or smoking <laughs> weed too. I smoked weed, not to chill. I smoked weed so I can giggle. It gave me belly laughs, you know? <laughs> But then I started getting paranoid. So I'm like, I can't smoke weed anymore. This sucks, <laughs> you know? But anyway, um, so besides the bars and like, who does this belong to? Which is one of the fundamental questions. The first questions we learn in access is that really live in and ask the question, what, like, what other tools, like where you're sort of like your go-to tool, especially in the beginning. And then so much so that you were like, you know what? Fuck working in the real world. I'm actually, I would like to work and contribute to excess consciousness. I mean, that takes a lot of balls to do that. So what like other tools did you use and what made you decide to go and switch completely to, to actually work with access full time? Um, I, there, I, strangely enough, um, I don't think Dane's book had come out yet. I think it came out like right around the same time, but he, he did a telecall called, I think it was called the elements of being. And once I, I you know, I was one of those people that did bars. And then I was like, oh my God, what's next? Foundation next weekend. Okay, great. When's the next, you know, level two and through is at the time choice of possibilities. When's that? Okay, I'm there. So I think I did everything, you know, within Dude, like, like a boom, boom, boom. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I always was on like a telecall or something because it I so required this constantly in my life to remind me that I'm not actually crazy. I'm aware I have magical capacities because it was so easy for me to kind of slip back into dun 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 dun. dun this is all yeah. that there is, or you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah. So um, but he kept there was this exercise that he, that Dane talked about, like, okay, get the energy of what you'd like your life to be like. Right. And then like, you know, work through that. And then anything that has that energy, jump for it. Like allow that energy to keep like basically showing you how to create your life and what to create your life as and follow the energy. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I started with like, fuck, okay. If I could create anything, then what are the energies that I really loved? Okay. I loved you know, being at these access classes. Okay. So I can't really be at access classes all the time necessarily, you know, in my world, I was like, I have to work to pay for access classes. So, so I started like, okay, doing different things. I started facilitating bars classes on the side on the weekends or whatever. Um, and I just started loving it. Um, then I became pregnant surprise. Um, okay. and I was using oh. the time out for a second. At what point did you get off the meds? Uh, so like pretty, when I found access, I was pretty much like trying to wean myself off of them. And okay. as you know, 
it's not exactly easy. Um, but I, I think I might've even like, like, cause I, there was a period of time where I was like getting my bars run plus doing blah, blah, blah before my first bars class. So I right. think I tried getting off of them then. And it was just not easy to not be on them. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. And cause it takes, so like, I can't remember now, but it takes like six weeks or something or longer, like a month or I don't know, three months for your body to actually get it all out of its system. Yeah. And you have to um, wean off too. So you have to be yeah. careful. How you, you don't want to ever do that cold turkey. That, that'll make you go a little cuckoo-cuckoo in and of itself. Yeah. But, but, yeah. So, but you've been off of the meds for how long now? Oh, since then. Yeah, since. Like 13 years ago, 14, 15? Once I, once I, like, once I saw the future, if I continued with meds, <laughs> I really like looked at it. I was 25 or 26 years old and the, I had gone back to the doctor again and he was, he was like, all right, because, you know, because your brain is basically like still doing this thing, we're just going to have to keep increasing the dosage. And, um, at this point we're going to go ahead and put you on uh, a dosage and a half. So that means like, whatever, if you take 30 pills in a month, then we're going to go because you, your brain is basically metabolizing it or something. So we need to give you more than the normal dose. <laughs> Your brain is like out creating the meds. Yeah. That's hilarious. So we're going to so increase it to, you're going to be on a dosage and a half. And then they gave me, um, Xanax, which I loved because that was like super chill pill yeah. Xanax in case you, in case, you know, whatever, basically in case you like have a bad day. Um, but it was at that point where I was like, man, I, again, I was in the doctor's office with a heart rate of like a billion mm -hmm. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And she was like, you know, are you, you know, are you super, is everything okay? And I was like, I don't, I do not know. I don't know why my heart rate is like this. Yeah. So, you know, so anyway, yeah, that, that nice. was like, it was kind <laughs> of like a choice to stop doing that led me to find access consciousness because it was in that moment that I was like I was also around people who were in there you know that I worked with in different different things that were in their 50s 60s and this was how they lived yeah. it, it was totally normal to you know smoke weed uh take some pills and um whatever right. you know wow. it's like I am not really sure this is where I'd like to go because right. if this all that life is, and I've pretty much, whatever, done this in the last however many years, years, I think it was like a year. And I was like, uh, no, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't fun. If this is life, then this is stupid. That's a big deal. So you're saying you got off your meds in about a year of starting access. Yeah. That's like amazing because look, I mean, that's like really huge. I don't know if you've even fully acknowledged it completely because because once you start down that road of antidepressants and the doctors are convinced that, you know, you have this chemical imbalance, like there's a glitch in the brain, they're basically saying you're going to need these forever is what they're saying. It wasn't even like the conversations sound like you were having with him is like, well, this is your brain. And that's just the way it's always going to be like a diabetic who requires insulin. Yeah. Um, and as well, from what I've learned is the, um, mental stuff are like weeds you know you can get rid of them temporarily with the, the medicines or with the weed killers but man that brain those weeds always find ways to come back one way or another so their solution is 
let's uh, let's either up the dosage or we'll try a different pill. And and look, and I, I get that it has saved people's lives and gotten people out of messes. And I'm not against medicine. One of our models in access is we say consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. And we never advise people to get off their meds, but you just made that choice on your own. But that's fucking huge to get off of those meds when they told you that this is the way your brain's going to fucking be. Yeah, I that's pretty fucking said, impressive. like until you just said that I was like, um, but why would I listen to a stupid doctor? <laughs> yeah, well, because the all whole planet does. I mean, yeah. I mean, those well, pills that you were on are like the top 10 selling drugs in the yeah. world. Yeah, they hand them out like I, Flintstone vitamins. They do. And and I can tell you that there have been days that still come up where I'm like, man, a Xanax would be easier than fucking who does it belong to right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's like, but what reality? Do, okay. So like, if you look at the world that we live in, does yeah. it support being in question? No. Or does it support quick fixes? Yeah, totally. You know, and it, and so it, it did, you know, I have a lot of different people that I've worked with that have similar you know, whatever intensity of awareness and every single time it's like the, the deal is with access is you have to use the tools. So it's just as easy it is as it is to pop a pill or, you know, smoke a joint or have a drink. It's a choice to also use the tools. So I've worked my fucking ass off because I have a tendency to go crazy town. I still do. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if I can get really present and look at, okay, is it mine? You know, what am I aware of? What am I perceiving? If I'm not thinking or feeling this, what am I actually aware of? Like I have all these questions that I have that I can ask, but I have to ask and I have to be willing to get really present with, with that energy. Yeah. And, um, and know that you won't be destroyed by it. Yeah. Well, one thing I, what clicked for me is um, I was feeling, I was very uncomfortable one day, like super uncomfortable, felt like I was having a little panic attack and I was making myself wrong for that because I'm like, I'm an ex, I'm a facilitator now. This is not supposed to be. So I'm like, I remember calling Gary up the, you know, Gary Douglas, the founder of access. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I feel really fucking uncomfortable, man. And he's like, what's wrong with being uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you mean like, uh, you mean because I thought I was being like unconscious or anti-conscious because I was uncomfortable. Consciousness right. is not always comfortable. It's not always easy. And one of the biggest components that I found that have been really helpful is it requires you to be that space of vulnerability. Without yeah. vulnerability and the willingness, it won't work because you got to be willing to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of yourself and everyone else without having a point of view about it. And I know, and I've watched you, you've, you've done that. It is easier to take a Xanax and just numb yourself out. And then maybe, you know, throw down four or five or six drinks of booze on top of that, (laughs) you know, but having that space of vulnerability, just, it always creates greater, even if it might feel like, you know, you're dying in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And being, you know, the thing with access that I loved is you always, you know, there's so many people that have your back that won't judge you. Um, you know, yeah. I 
talk to you about things like this is like this is what's going on in here you know and then because you can have that vulnerability with somebody else and expose it and then they can be like okay like it and not make it significant not make it whatever it's like these are things these are things and tools and people that have you know the ability to just be the space of no judgment with you which then like melts fucking everything awesome you know so what, what would you like to see like in the world with the tools? Like you said, I like, I, what would it take for the world to know that it's available? You know, yeah. I know there's, a lot of, I know tons of people that know that I do access consciousness and how it's changed my life and they're still not interested. That's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if someone's out there and Um, especially like with struggling with the mental, the mental stuff, um, then just having them know that it's available and having, you know, the resources that it's there. I mean, it's interesting. I have, I have a 10 year old, which, you know, um, and as he's gotten older, um, his dad is very calm. Like Greg is pretty much has never really understood why I would have anxiety or, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like not even part of his world, but Tristan has, you know, this side, not side, whatever he has awareness. And so it's been really interesting just in the last like year, um, as a parent working with, you know, him when he gets really fearful or has, you know, he's starting to have anxiety or like these, you know, he has, um, he's getting, in Colorado, they have these really like loud winds and everything. So now he's like worked himself into this place where he has decided it's like anxiety, (laughs) but I get to work with him on, okay, let's look at it. What is, you know, is, so we're working with one of the tools called light and heavy. So if it makes you feel lighter, then it's true. And if it's heavy, then it's a lie. Mm -hmm. So things like the wind is like a bad example, but there was like this weird TikTok threat that came through in the United States. I don't know if it was in your area, but it was like, oh, all the schools were alerted that there was going to be some like mass shooting or something at all these schools in the U.S. And he like freaked out. And I was like, all right, let's let's look at it. Is it light or heavy? And he's like heavy. And I was like, OK, is going to school light or heavy? So you help having him have the tools to navigate. Yeah. His world is really cool it's like so i would love for kids to be able to have access to it if they'd like again um but with it's like i don't even know how you would navigate the world right now without these tools and they're you don't have to take a million access classes to get them light and heavy there are videos galore about it on youtube yeah you know right for free just like there's tons of tools for free yeah Um, and it's they are vital to knowing, knowing that, you know, knowing what's true for you and knowing how to navigate the world so that you are not like, I mean, fear is a big thing right now. Talk. I think if, if I didn't have the tools, I'd definitely probably be on medication <laughs> right now because it's like amped up, you know, totally. it's fear. crazy. Yeah. You're going to die. You're going to get, you know, sick. You're going to all yeah. this stuff like, holy shit. And yeah. it's been for me as well, but I have the tools to go, okay, Light or heavy? Is this my? You know, I kind of run through this list of questions. Yeah. And if you didn't have that, it's it would be kind of a scary place to live. So. Oh, true story. 
So like, do you do private sessions and stuff like that? I do sometimes. Um, I'm really bad at offering my, I have a class, I actually have a telecall coming up with Emily Russell on Monday, but I don't know when this podcast is airing, but yeah, I do private sessions and um, I work a lot with access consciousness. So it keeps me on my toes. But as I talked about in the beginning, like constantly looking at what energies you can add to your life to have your life be more wow and wonderful. So I'm looking at adding more things where I'm facilitating more as well. So how can people find you? Um, They can find me on um, the Access Consciousness website on social media, um, which just search for me somehow or just go to the Access Consciousness website. And then I have a website. I hope the link is live. I'm not really sure. It's supposed to be soon, but it's meganhillconsulting.com. There's your marketing wizard. Just, you know, not having (laughs) it together on personal side of marketing it's like the shoemaker makes shoes for everyone else except for their own family <laughs> exactly. Pretty nice. I'm like, who needs shoes i've got you know i can borrow someone else's <laughs> yeah awesome well that's cool well thank you so much for this conversation and uh Having, i feel like i've been able to be totally crazy you know yeah and my, uh, my unfiltered flag fly <laughs> yeah and so, you know, hey, if this could save one person's life or get some, one person to look, see a different possibility about what's possible for their health, their future, their mental health, especially, uh, then I'm a happy camper. So thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful thank for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Grateful for see you, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, Please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more about Anthony, please come visit dranthonymatters.com. And if you'd like to know more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com.